Welcome to the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Hagen, a nutrition coach, entrepreneur, food freedom expert, and forever a recovering disordered eater. I am here to help you own your enoughness, find your very own food freedom, and achieve your health and wellness goals in a way that gives more than it takes. Each week, I will provide you with insight and inspiration surrounding no-nonsense nutrition, mindset, motivation, body image, confidence, and other wellness wisdom. In today's episode... I had the pleasure of interviewing the most recent Nutrition Coaching with Nicole graduate, Amanda. And can I just tell you that these are my favorite kinds of episodes. These true stories, these client testimonials that I get to share with you from individuals who are doing the work. They are actively creating healthy, confident, life-giving relationships with food and rejecting and unsubscribing from diet culture. This is what we talk about on this podcast every week, but this rock star, much like other rock stars I've had the pleasure of interviewing in the past, she's doing the damn thing. (laughs) And I can think of nothing better than having her come on the show and share some of her coaching experience with you. And that's exactly what this episode is going to do. I asked Amanda to talk to you a little bit about her coaching experience, how it differed from diets she's tried in the past, what she's most proud of having accomplished throughout her coaching journey, and what she needed to hear before she got started, when she didn't feel confident in her body, when she didn't have a nutrition skill set that she was proud of, and she didn't have a healthy or confident relationship with food. Beautiful. So first and foremost, Amanda, I would love for you just to introduce yourself and tell everybody listening who you are and what you're into. It's great to be here. (laughs) Uh, My name's Amanda. I am a respiratory therapist at a hospital working with adults and pediatrics Um, in my early 30s. Now it's a life transition we're going through. (laughs) And fun fact about me, I have pet rats. Not everyone (laughs) is uh, familiar with that brand of pet, but they're basically just pocket-sized dogs is what I tell people. And they're super fun. So pocket-sized dogs, I've never heard. (laughs) The love of uh, pet rats. So yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What a fun fact. You do not hear that very often. Not often. I have one coworker who has rats. She just started and I was like, yes, there's now two of us. <laughs> Kindred spirits right away. So Amanda, I would love to have you take us back. I know it's been a little while, but do you remember why you initially invested in nutrition coaching? Yeah. Um, I actually had a friend who was working with you and was talking about how she had learned a whole bunch and felt like she was a lot more confident with her ability to eat and know what to eat and when to eat. And she um, is one of those beloved people who just has a natural knack for cooking. She has always been the chef in our friend group. Um, So it was surprising to me to hear that someone who was so comfortable in the kitchen had a lot to learn, I guess, in that sense. I just always equated like, oh, if you're comfortable in the kitchen and you can just whip up an amazing, you know, whatever meal when will you just stop it by your house uh that must mean you know how to eat and what to eat (laughs) and that was not the case and she learned a lot from you and I was like well I have zero comfort zone in the kitchen and I don't know what to eat or how to eat (laughs) um brings me a lot of anxiety and trying to do research 
on my own online was very stress inducing. And uh, so I just avoided it for years and years and years. And the older I got, the more I was like, I can't just keep living like this and enjoy the life that I want to. Uh, So I looked you up and loved all your posts and just the general vibe that you had of self-acceptance, but also, you know, working on yourself and moving forward and finding that balance. And I jumped on. I love that. First of all, so it was so cool to kind of be connected with you by a mutual friend. I love that because it feels like then I get a little peek into your life before we actually get to meet, which is just so special that someone is sharing how they're learning and how they're growing. And then other people are like, oh yeah, like I sort of struggle with that too. And it's so cool that you struggle with it because now I don't feel alone or like as scared as I had to. So speaking of maybe some of the the fears that we have around food and wanting to change our bodies and just all the stuff dieting and diet culture brings up for a lot of us, did you have any fears or insecurities when you were starting? Definitely diet culture was a big one. Not that I feel like I was very successful at sticking to any diets, but that monologue was always in my head growing up in the atmosphere and the culture that we did of, oh, but you should be dieting. You should have the self-control to get on a diet. You know, that was always just like a constant place of failure that I wasn't dieting. So to jump into something that was so food focused was definitely a fear of, okay, now we're focusing on this. And this is something I've always just pushed to the side and ignored, ignored, ignored. And now I have to face it and (laughs) do some little little self-work and uh, work on my inner dialogue and all of that, uh, which was definitely intimidating, but worth it. I would love to hear from your perspective. How was the coaching process different from dieting or the diets that you had experienced? Like, how did it differ in how it felt, but also maybe like how it helped you to create results that did stick around, that allowed you to feel successful versus maybe the dieting history that I would argue most of us have, which Mm -hmm. is not being very successful with those crash conventional diets. Yeah. Uh, I think a big part was coaching with you was progress focused, but it wasn't progress focused in the way I had ever experienced. It wasn't we have one X goal to, you know, lose X amount of fat or whatever. It was, it was life progress focus. So if your life was improving, that was progress, uh, which is not a diet culture I was familiar with. <laughs> um, and with that also, it was very baby step focused, I guess I would say. Whereas I feel like most of the diets you hear about, you know, I had coworkers who would jump on the, Oh, I can't even remember what they're all called anymore. I've just so forgot about them. But where you just go strict into a, okay, now I only eat this and everything's defined. Um, you know, you go from zero to a hundred in just one day and then you decide to stick with it for 21 days and that's it. Versus with coaching, it was like, okay, we're just going to change one small little thing this week. And it's not, it's not overwhelming. We're not throwing your life into a tailspin. It's just one little change. And um, that made it definitely feel manageable and sustainable versus, oh, I'm dieting. Therefore, my entire world is upside down. <laughs> yes. Cut out all the things. Be perfect. Mm-hmm. Super strict. Very aggressive. Yes, I totally get that. And that 
really is so comforting to hear that you received that from your end of the coaching relationship, because it's something that's very, very important to me in that anything we do when it comes to building a skill set in other avenues of life, it's always very progressive, right? Nobody expects you to like get the corner office after your first year of college, or nobody expects you to become like an awesome mom the first week into having a baby. Like everything comes with time and practice and repetition and nutrition is, is no different. So tell me, Amanda, what some of the biggest takeaways were from your coaching experience? What are the things that you learned that you practiced that you will hold on to for the foreseeable future? Where to start? <laughs> um, I'd say probably for me, one of the biggest takeaways was just I'm not intimidated by the grocery store anymore. Um, the grocery store used to be a place of great fear and anxiety, <laughs> stress, and a once a month ditch effort to be like, I guess I should buy some real food. So let me go to the grocery store, buy a bunch of stuff, not eat half of it, not know how to cook it. And then not go again for months because I was annoyed at myself <laughs> to now I go weekly. I feel like I can make a list real quick ahead of time without that like emotional turmoil <laughs> um, and then go and get it and it's fine. Or lately, actually, I've, uh, you know, life gets crazy at different times. Uh, I just kind of popped in the grocery store and was like, okay, I know I have these two recipes I want to make and I can just walk through the store real quick and grab this stuff without having a set list and then I actually got everything and remembered everything. And that was like, a, hey, I've never shopped without a very specific list, um, much less just like pop in, you know, after work, stress free and then go home and um, have my supplies. So that's that's definitely a big thing is um, having worked through that fear and the slow steps to add into the comfort zone accumulated to the point where now it's just part of my life. And I love that. <laughs> I love that for you too. I want to brag on you for a minute because one of the metrics that we tracked from the very beginning was the number of meals eaten out per week and the number of meals made at home. And that was, I don't want to say like the most impacted metric, but it was significantly impacted from the beginning <laughs> of yeah, your coaching journey to the end. Tell us how that changed. So, because Obviously, you feeling more comfortable in the grocery store and having access to those types of ingredients and foods at home made a big difference in how confident you felt with making things at home, even though you don't love being in the kitchen, which is totally fine. I don't love being in the kitchen either, but clearly you built up a, a level of proficiency. Tell us how that changed. Yeah. Um uh, Well, for a little bit of backstory, I'd say for most of my adult life, I didn't really learn how to cook as a child. That wasn't something that was passed on in my family. So as I, you know, entered college, it was kind of just survival mode, whatever I can get to eat to make it through studying. And it didn't seem to matter as much back then. Um, but then into my twenties, uh, I just kind of hit a wall of, I was like, well, I don't know how to learn. I don't know how to start learning cooking. So I did food delivery services, which in seasons, I definitely appreciate, but I felt completely reliant that if I wasn't doing a food delivery service, I was eating out. There was no in between. There was no other option. And I think before I jumped on with you, I had been on a season of doing food delivery services because I was trying to get away from the eating out, but that's still kind of a different version of eating out. But if I wasn't actively getting food delivery services, I was eating most of my meals out, often fast food or like a Panera or something a little more mid-level. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much the entirety of my meals. 
uh, <laughs> close to. So fast forward to now at the end of coaching with you, I maybe eat out twice a month for celebrations with people, not because I just don't have food. Um, actually, it's a funny story. I found out this week that the hours for our cafeteria at work changed like a while ago. And I didn't know because I haven't gone to the cafeteria in probably a year. And when I started there, I definitely ate at the cafeteria for every meal. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. I was like, oh, I didn't I didn't know that changed. I guess that's how long it's been since I've been there. Uh, so yeah, that's that's been a huge flip-flop now. What used to be almost exclusively eating out or food delivery services is pretty much exclusively my home cooking. So yay. Yay for you. What an amazing add to your skill set. Do you notice that that's changed how you live in your body, how you feel in your body, how your body performs? Like, What are the benefits, if any, that you've experienced from that? Definitely more energy, just feeling better. I work night shift. I didn't say that before, but so it's very easy to get very sluggish and brain fog um, when it's a hazard of the job when you're switching weird sleep schedules. But uh, eating my own food and eating food that I'm focused on making sure it's balanced and serves me has definitely increased my mental capacity (laughs) just for life and stress and energy and all of the above. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I forced that celebration on to you. I mean, I know you're excited (laughs) about it too, but I was basically like, we're not going to go through this podcast episode without celebrating that. What are some of the metrics that you feel really proud of having changed or influenced, or what are just some of the things that you achieved or accomplished during our time together that made a big difference in your life? Yeah, I think that the the grocery store and that would have easily been my second. So you, you read my mind. <laughs> I think some other metrics have just been, like I mentioned, my energy level, like having the, um, yeah, just the, the mental oomph <laughs> to go through the day and particularly to jump in the kitchen. Like when, before all of this, I feel like if I did try to cook anything or do anything in the kitchen, that was my entire mental energy for the day. Like I couldn't handle doing anything else beyond that. It certainly wasn't something I just like snuck in, did, and then went back to whatever I was working on. It was like, okay, I am cooking today and that is all I can emotionally handle. Uh, So the fact that now cooking feels very routine and is getting a point almost to like comforting routine, (laughs) which is a new epiphany I didn't know existed. Um, And it's not monopolizing my day. I can have home-cooked food without it taking over my day uh, is just vastly different and I welcome it. (laughs) So you're telling me, Amanda, that spending more time in the kitchen has opened up more time in your life and real estate in your brain to do other things and think about other things. I'd say so. Yes. That's so cool. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. As you know, I would love for you to speak to someone who feels like they were in similar shoes to you when you started. They feel like they have no idea how to eat. They don't know what to eat. They never really learned maybe how to nourish their body or what certain foods do for their body. But they're feeling like maybe they're past the point of learning. Like, well, I've been doing this for so long. What's the point of, you know, kind of creating change 
What did you need to hear in that moment? I think uh, hearing my friend talk about how it wasn't just immediate change, it was lifelong lessons that she was learning was really helpful to like frame it of I'm I don't want to just take a season and crash diet and then go back to my life or take a season even just to educate myself and then go back to my life like the ability to blend education with slow and steady habit change uh, was really appealing to me and it being a way that you can learn which was very overwhelming to me and make changes in your day-to-day routine, which is very overwhelming to me at the same time in a non-overwhelming way <laughs> is worth it because I, I a hundred percent feel that what I did and what I learned with you will ripple effect and continue to ripple effect for the rest of my life. So there's never a better time to start than now because it can bring assistance to the rest of your life. And um, that's, that's invaluable. Hmm. I will never forget. I have like a core memory of reading through your check-in sheet the one day where you had written, I'm paraphrasing, but something to the extent of, I finally feel like I know how to eat after 30 plus years of not knowing how to feed myself. And I couldn't agree with you more. It's never too late. It's never too early to start. It's if you feel like your quality of life could be improved by figuring out how to nourish your body and how to better care for your body. Why not? Why not? Yeah. So Amanda, I just want to say thank you for allowing me the privilege of being the coach supporting you, the coach in your corner. And I am so incredibly proud of how you prioritized sustainable change. It is slow. It is not sexy to the outside eye, but I think nothing is more impressive than saying I am truly going to try to understand my current behaviors and unsubscribe from the ones that are no longer serving me and create new behaviors, new skills, new habits that allow me to live my life as fully as possible and focus on things outside of food and calories and dieting and really just open up my capacity to have full potential to focus on other things and engage in other relationships. It's just so freaking encouraging for me to see. So Thank you so very much. I really, really, really can't tell you how much of an ideal client you were throughout this experience, always being willing to learn, always being willing to experiment and practice, understanding that growth comes with time and repetition and never trying to rush the results. That was really a joy for me to be a part of. So I appreciate you. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. (laughs) You're fantastic. And if you're on the fence about jumping in, it certainly doesn't hurt just to get to know you a bit more, hang out with you and learn some life skills. So I'd say go for it. (laughs) Thank you. You make it very fun. So if food isn't fun, what's the point? Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the Health, Wealth, and Wisdom Podcast. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, and then head on over to nutritioncoachingwithnicole.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where I send out my favorite tips, tricks, advice, and support every single Monday morning to help you kick your week off right. Thanks for listening. Until next time.